Hello and welcome to the Living on the B-Side podcast, a show for the quiet and introverted humans. This is a place for you if you're looking for a different way to feel and connect to your emotions and experience life from a different angle, music. I'm your host, Birgit, and I'm all about using our love of music and the connected experiences to enrich our life in a different way. Join me while I talk about songs and artists from different genres of music, what impact they had in my life, and the thoughts and emotions triggered by them, and also the why. I can't wait to take you on this musical journey with me. Hey, welcome B-Siders to another episode of my podcast. I'm really thrilled you're here and always appreciate you tuning in and opening your earbuds and your eyes as well, obviously, if you're watching it, um, to um, listening what I've got to say and what my guests have to share with you. Today, I am joined by an amazing human being um, from the other side of the world, from the States, and she is truly amazing, and um, you will find out very shortly why. But just to give you a little bit of a short, quick intro, and then I'll let her fill in the blanks um, where I might have missed something. But Emma G is my guest today, and she is an... Hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) She's an award-winning musician, she's an author, and she's also a youth empowerment coach. Now, we're going to dive into that a little bit more because that is super interesting what she does, and I think we all really want to know what that entails. And also how she got to that point is truly amazing. So there's a lot of health battles involved. Um, I think 10 brain surgeries from from memory. Yeah, only 10, only 10. Only 10, yeah, yeah, all right, (laughs) only 10. And this whole um, path has led her to where she is today and her passion is youth empowerment through songwriting. So that's really in a nutshell what MOG is about. I'll hand it over to you, Emma. Is there anything else you want to mention that you feel is really important before we dive into? Well, I, I want to clarify one thing because you yes. said I was from the other side of the world, as in, well, that's where America, you're based. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually from. I'm, yeah, that is where I'm based. Yes. But I am your neighbour. I am. I am from New Zealand. Um, <laughs> Which, no, I've been in Washington DC for almost seven years now. Yeah. So and if you listen a little bit, you can you can hear the 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 New Zealand um, accent still yes a little so, bit a little it's bit it's funny everybody in New Zealand thinks I sound super American everybody in America is like where are you from <laughs> 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 you're not from around these parts um but yeah <laughs> so yes I am a youth parent through songwriting coach I am a singer songwriter author podcaster um doer of many things that I am passionate about uh but I grew up in a small town New Zealand um town called Raglan uh got into songwriting at a very young age because I felt like um I needed an outlet I needed something to help me express myself when you have your first brain surgery at the age of four months um and you know I think you kind of, I mean, as a child, I didn't really understand that, obviously, but I always knew there was something different, always something that was a little bit off or, you know, I was very precocious. I um, was very loud, still am very loud, 
probably am still quite precocious as well, to be fair. But, um, you know, I, I just, I was never one to really fit into the jigsaw puzzle. You know what I mean? And so what do you do when you don't feel like you are understood? You try to find other ways to be heard, um, other ways to try and find your place. And for me, the thing that most made sense was to write music. Everybody loves music. Everybody loves songs. Um, I'm sure you remember being in high school and primary school and turning up your favorite tunes, especially when you were feeling some type of way. Um, you know, I, I, from a very young age, decided I, you know, I want to turn up other people's music, sure, and sing along and have them tell my story because, you know, they know how I feel. But, you know, who, who else knows how I feel? Me. <laughs> Can I write my own songs? Can I write my truth into something that helps me to express myself and maybe even helps other people to understand me better or to understand themselves better. So that's what I did from the age of five. I wrote my I wrote my first song. I say from the age of five because I was making up songs beforehand, but I knew how to write at the age of five. So I, I wrote my first official pen to paper song when I was five. And uh, from there, just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote prolifically because I needed to find some way to feel validated, feel seen, feel heard, feel connected. And that sort of has transformed into present day, you know, five was a few years ago. So now in 2022, I um, have now got a history of education behind me, um, a history as a youth empowerment coach with the um, YMCA, Chimney Corners Camp for Girls, which is an affiliated YMCA camp, and then Nature's Classroom, which is an outdoor science education uh, facility across the east coast of the states. So I come from this background and 2020 happened and I was like, you know what? I love youth work empowering the next generation is really important to me and I'll we might have time to go into that later um but you know what if we could combine education youth work and music together to deliver something that is digestible for young people to lean into especially given how different our kids are these days and how different the world is these days you know Absolutely. the age of technology is real so we can't necessarily do therapy in the traditional ways let's find some more creative up-to-date fun funky ways that we can help young people and who knows maybe the songs that they write will end up on tiktok yeah <laughs> the you know the world is well the options are endless but, um, you know, it's, it's just that, that's mm -hmm. where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. That sounds um, an incredible journey from, yeah, where you are. And just five. Wow. Yeah. I'm just trying to think back what I did when I was five. <laughs> and I can't even remember. I was not normal. I'm still not normal. But, I, I, yeah, at um, the age of five, I don't know. I just. Yeah, but I hate the term normal, to be fairly honest. I really don't like it because when you were talking about um, when you were younger and you felt like you didn't fit in, you, you just 
wanted to be seen and be heard and all that I could really relate to that because I obviously felt similar but in a different situation and whilst I wasn't writing songs I was literally translating songs from English to German so I could understand what was going on and that then led me into writing a little bit of poetry or short stories so that is such a great outlet if you are not the type of person that either can say or express yourself or you know there's there's reasons why you just don't do it or can't do it so that's why I can relate to that absolutely and it has helped me so much as a a young person a teenager absolutely yeah it's it's interesting that you say you know don't have the ways to to express yourself because I feel I have found a lot of the young people I work with do struggle with Mm self-expression and struggle with communication and I've got I mean that is symptomatic I think of social media of texting of you know the world we live in these days we have developed a world that is difficult for young people to express themselves however um and this was something that I actually experimented with back when I was teaching at Tawananga Aotearoa which is a tertiary institute back in New Zealand one of the things that music does to our brains is it allows us to cognitively tap into parts of our brain that might not otherwise be stimulated in the same way that we would if we were just having a conversation. So what I mean is, you know, at this tertiary institute that I was teaching at, um, a lot of our students had never written an essay before. Okay, cool. Don't write me an essay then. Write me a rap, a four-minute, five-minute rap song about your research paper. And that way they were able to, they like, they have the words. They have the vocabulary. They have the ways to express themselves. It's just not as tedious as writing an essay. Writing a rap is so much more fun. Writing a song is so much more more stimulating, right? Mm-hmm. So, by allowing them to to write their research into bars, they were able to sort of recall information, express that information, and it's the same way with feelings. It's the same way with emotions. Being able to like, you know, tap into those scary parts of yourself creatively gives them a way to access them those feelings and emotions and, and ideas and thoughts uh, in a way that isn't as confrontational or as intimidating, but also just helps your brain to be like, oh, it's okay, we can say this because it's a song, not a conversation. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I love but it. it. I, but I in I a good way. No, it's perfect. Yeah, 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 absolutely. If if you can express yourself in a way like that, with you know, and I'm already thinking outside, like if you can do that, hopefully it will help them feel less frustrated and angry, and then that could escalate into physical things that you know you don't want anyone, not if you're a teenager or an adult, to go in down that road where you are so frustrated or upset with your life that you go out and do physical things to yourself or other people 
And so, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. You know, you know because your 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 mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and social health are so interconnected. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are feeling misunderstood um, or misrepresented, or you know, just un you know, I don't know, less than, um, that can definitely manifest itself in a way of being. depressed, suicidal, aggressive, you know. Mm. And so by giving young people the, an, an opportunity, an outlet to express themselves before it gets to that point, mm-hmm. that's when shifts can happen. That's when, um, you know, people start to feel that validation. They start to build that self-love and build that, that um, resiliency that will help them to come back from the edge and you know and i'm not saying that this is the 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 answer all pill that's going to help solve the world's problems of course not and and, you know some of my clients have certainly you know still gone to see a therapist but then after the therapy session with their minds swimming in ideas and thoughts and emotions and and new concepts and i've just you know vomited my truth to a stranger and but i've got nothing to show for it if they write that into a song it's it's you know can you imagine remember like those affirmations you used to sing say to yourself in the mornings or those that song that you used to say like sing to yourself at the top of your lungs um you know that helped you feel on top of the world imagine if that song was your song that you wrote and so instead of like you know singing I don't know. I need a hero by by <laughs> by Bonnie Wright. You know, instead you're you're saying I'm living proof that love wins, and you're singing that to yourself and tricking yourself into thinking, no, actually I am. And th- that trick becomes truth. Oh, I've got goosebumps. You know, every time. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you have goosebumps. Every time I sing "Living Proof" to myself, it's a reminder. Hey, Emma. You might be feeling down in the dumps today, but there you are. You're living, living proof that love wins. Mm-hmm. You're still here. You yeah. you've survived 100 percent of your bad days so far. Yeah, let's keep it going. Powerful stuff. Thank you. <laughs> now, my question to you is, and I love all that, um, and I, I can see that, especially when you just explain after like a therapy session, then writing it down. I can just see that being so beautiful and perfect way to probably end that whole process for that moment mm-hmm. I'm now wondering though um how how do you write a song I mean obviously there's a bit of a, a longer process but just any tips how we can like if, if I want to hop off this this recording and go I just feel like I want to express myself how can I just write down things great question so um I should preface, my mother is a counsellor. I've done a few counselling papers when it came to doing my teaching qualification. So a lot of my teaching, you know, teaching practices are rooted in therapy. Um, so my approach to songwriting is also very rooted in therapeutic practices. Okay. Right? So there are many ways to write a song. One of the ways. <laughs> 
is something I affectionately call word vomit, which is not everybody's favorite terminology, but I'm sticking to it because it makes people laugh a little bit and feel a little bit uncomfortable, and that's okay. So, because, <laughs> you know, comfort zone, awesome stuff. Um, so, what I one, one of the very first things that um, exercises that young people and I do when we first start working together is the word pro, word vomit process. So that's literally I'll turn some music on. Generally speaking, that'll be classical uh, music or whole tones, which is a genre of music based in a specific um, frequency. And then whilst listening to said music, I will set the timer for three to five minutes. During that three to five minutes um you write anything and everything that comes to your mind it can be i don't know i don't know this is weird i feel awkward the world's on fire 10 times it could be you know what you did for homework class it could be anything right write anything and everything that comes to mind for three to five minutes mm -hmm. after that process you then analyze your writing and you'll notice there are themes, there are key phrases, there are key words that shine through. Often, the, I mean, past um, teenage clients that I've had, you know, that'll be like, oh, there's a, there's a very clear theme of a breakup or a very clear theme of anger at a, a certain parent or guilt or frustration for exams or overwhelm or stress, or, you know, whatever that theme is. We then identify that key theme and we implement, um, I'm sure you've heard of this anagram of the KISS method, the keep it simple superstar method. Mm -hmm. So we take whatever theme, let's say it's um, frustration with school and we build on that. We, we, we brainstorm, we dig deeper. What do you mean by that? Sticking only to that frustration of school. And then from there, we can take it in a number of ways. Are we talking to school? Are we talking to frustration? Are we talking to ourselves? Are we talking to your parents about how they treat you when it comes to school? Like very, very clear. What is the actual message that you're wanting to say here? And then we'll start to brainstorm, okay, there's very clear lines that are shining through. That becomes your verse, that becomes your chorus. The last line of the chorus is what I call the punch to the feelings. What are you trying to say? If nothing else, if you'd like five words to say to school, what would those five words be? And often those are the five words that either make the audience cry or make the, the writer cry. It makes them feel something, you know. So like when I wrote Living Proof That Love Wins, I didn't know that that was what I wanted that song to be about. But as soon as I, you know, wrote the, fir the first four lines of the chorus, I was like, oh, shoot, I'm living proof that loved ones. That hits me in the feelings. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel some type of way, right? Yeah. So what would you say to school to make school feel some type of way? Or what would you say to your mom and dad about school to make them feel some type of way, mm -hmm. right? Cool. And then from that... We then, now we've not only gotten out of our heads onto paper, oh, this is what, you know, this is every frustration, every every trouble point or, you know, difficulty I've, I've been trying to express over the last five, six months. But mm -hmm. if nothing else, mum and dad, 
this is what I want you to know. Powerful. And then the bridge is not just a punch to the feelings. Now we are what we call finishing the fight. <laughs> and it's just slog after slog after slog of like, by the way, and this, and also this, and also this. Mm-hmm. Punch to the feelings. This is how, you know, this is my song of truth. And, and I'm, I'm using the example of school because it's, you know, it's relatively, mm. um, you know, not as emotional as, as some, you know, as some people, but, you know, I've had, I've had uh, clients write songs to their anxiety and let's be real in 2020 and 20 to, to present day, we are seeing a huge influx of anxiety within our teenagers. You know, we're mm -hmm. seeing a huge influx of overwhelm, depression, um, suicidal ideations, you know, with our young people. And the World Health Organization estimated in August of 2022, uh, sorry, August of 2020, it was going to take 10 years minimum for adults to emotionally recover from the pandemic. <laughs> adults had their shit together far more than teenagers do. Mm -hmm. So I can only hazard to guess in August of 2020 how much longer it was going to take teenagers to recover from the PTSD. Add to that, that was a year and a half ago. Yeah. How wow. much worse is it now? So how can we find ways for teenagers to step into their truth, find the words, find their, 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 their um, bravery to be vulnerable, find the words to express that in a way that doesn't feel confrontational, mm -hmm. scary, too vulnerable, but still truthful, still authentic. <sighs> I think that could be a mic drop moment. We can just stop here. <laughs> Don't drop a microphone, Brigitte. <laughs> microphones are really expensive. <laughs> it's it's a sort of imaginative one then. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> We'll go with that. I'll, I'll, I'll drop a paper clip. There we okay. go. Yeah, there's a pen. Oh. There you go. There we go. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> My pen. It just bounced. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, that was that was something I've I've had um, chats about with my my hubby a lot about around the mental health thing that this whole pandemic will have on everybody, but yeah. especially younger people. Um, just trying to find their way in life I yeah mean, just imagine being like let's say 16 or something 18 this is sort of when I sort of think back that's the time when I started exploring life I started to branch out and spread my wings and then you get shut down I mean mm -hmm. that must be horrendous you know yeah so yeah I'm glad people like you exist and I see I see them pop up more and more which is awesome to see because it's really needed right now. And like you said, us adults, we can probably navigate it a little bit better. We probably know where to turn to as well. Yeah. Uh, for younger people, I think there's, yeah. So um, what, I'm glad you do what you do. Thank you. I mean, it's wild because, you know, I was born before the internet. I was a kid when the internet became a thing. And I'm sure you were born before the internet. So it's like, <laughs> so, it, it, you know, Remembering when you were 16, I I can't even begin to imagine, like, real talk, when I was a teenager, my friends were not happy, healthy humans. 
right? You know, the social media was only just beginning with Bebo and MySpace. And, you know, that was bad enough. Imagine now how much worse it was, like on top of the hormonal changes, on top of the bodies changing, on top of the emotional overwhelm, on top of mm-hmm. the mental, you know, trying to, to trying to navigate your changing thoughts and parental concerns and so on and so forth. It's and now you're isolated as well. Craziness. <laughs> Complete nightmare. <laughs> But, you probably yeah. feel like um I just thought about I don't know why that came to mind and this is actually not a song it's a movie but for some reason that that, that image just came to mind you no know, nightmare on elm street yeah when they get sucked in the bed by this this you know scary yeah that that, that image just came to mind because they're probably lying on bed thinking they're just going to get sucked into the bed and how the hell am I going to get out of this nightmare that's right of, yeah so, welcome to depression yeah so yeah so if my question now is if we have someone that's in their teens or even in their early 20s I I suppose that's still a difficult time Mm -hmm. and they haven't got anyone like anyone like you around obviously now Mm -hmm. they do because they know about you but um if they don't have that what would you tell them to do what what advice would you have One of the first things I would recommend is recognizing that you are not your emotions Mm -hmm. and you are not your actions. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so easy for us to think to ourselves, I have failed at something, therefore I'm a failure. Mm. Separating yourself from your emotions, separating yourself from your actions is very key. You're not a failure. You are not depression. You suffer from, or you suffer from anxiety, but you are not that. Mm -hmm. Identity is a huge first step, right? Mm -hmm. Once you have made a distinction, then you can give yourself permission to start exploring those emotions, exploring those actions, and exploring the emotions that are associated with the actions. So um, that's when journaling or word vomit can come into play. And then, okay. you know, from doing that word vomit exercise, then, you know, listen to some music while you're doing the word vomit because one of the fun things about music and songwriting in relation to one another is when you add melody or add music to lyrics the nucleus accumbens the amygdala and the um uh what is it because accumbens the amygdala um and another part of the brain get fired up at the same time the word is escaping me right now um they get fired your brain gets fired up and while that brain while your brain is fired up you're actually able to cognitively reframe Mm. previously disempowering thoughts into a positive way for example Mm -hmm. instead of saying the words um you know um i woke up my the, the sky was gray and um i wanted to give up we can mm-hmm. now turn that around and say, I woke up today. How blessed am I? The sky is gray, 
but I'm still going to live my day. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's saying the same information, but it's it's in a way that is less disempowering. Mm-hmm. And I, obviously, I'm not singing that right now because <laughs> we're talking. But um, you know, by being able to approach this with our lyric writing, we're able to like. It, it, Melody almost gives us permission to use creative license and that creative mm-hmm. license when 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 guided correctly in a way that we can start using those words empoweringly, we can start to reshape, like reshape how we want to approach those feelings, how we want to approach that mm-hmm. those mis- misconceptions. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Yeah. So the way I understand it is one, don't feel like you're one with what you're going through and what emotions you're having. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not one. You can separate that. Correct. Once you do that, um, you can start to explore that a bit further and use journaling with music to start that process, obviously. And what we've got to say as well is it really depends on what you're going through. You might benefit from proper medical support as well or health support. So I really want to make that clear that that on, on its own might not be what you need. So, right. you know, just so that people know it's not the answer to everything. It can be sometimes you need a little bit more. Yes. And I, I remember what the, uh, the last part of the brain was. It okay. was the, the, the cerebellum. So the amygdala, <laughs> the amygdala of course, it was, it's, been a, it's been a day. <laughs> um, okay. You know, so when the amygdala is, you know, the amygdala is stimulated, it's, you know, which is the part of our brain that's in charge of memories. Mm-hmm. The nucleus accumbens is the part of our brain that is in charge of the emotional responses to those memories. And the cerebellum is the part of the brain that is in charge of dopamine and oxytocin levels, as well as um, your cortisol levels. So when, when you're able to, you know, utilize music in a way that helps to stimulate all parts of those of the brain, it helps mm-hmm. you to, you know, to create, recreate and rewrite those memories. But you're absolutely correct. I'm not saying that writing a song is going to be the be all and end all. Mm-hmm. It can be for some, it can be enough for some, especially when it comes to writing songs with coaching. Mm-hmm. When I say that, I'm not saying a songwriting coach, I'm talking about with a life coach, a mental health worker, a therapist, a counselor, mm-hmm. and then utilizing the lessons from that counseling session mm-hmm. or with that, you know, that youth empowerment through songwriting coach um, to help you to cognitively shift that because often when we are in our own spaces we can get stuck in the rut yeah we need sometimes we need somebody that will help guide us through that journey together exactly yeah beautiful wow um we've covered so much good stuff um so much beneficial things as well and I'm, I'm really glad you shared all that because I do feel it's super, super important, um, especially for our younger humans on this planet because they have to navigate a new norm now, which is, sure. yeah, we, who knows what's going to happen. We, we're still a little bit in a certain thing. So um, having someone like you around um, definitely is such a huge gift. Um, but... Um, I would love to know, though, a bit more from you and not so much from the coaching side. Um, 
you know, what, what kind of music do you listen to generally that kind of helps you or gets, or you just, you know, for pleasure or when you have like, you know, one of those days, what kind of music do you listen to generally? I am incredibly eclectic with my musical tastes. Mm. So it really depends on who I'm around mm -hmm. um, and what kind of mood I'm in. I will always revert back to 90s pop if I'm in the mood to like, you know, remember my inner child. So like I will still crank the Spice Girls, I will still <laughs> crank Britney Spears um, unapologetically. I, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very <laughs> I love 90s bubblegum, Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison, like all that stuff. Um, if I am feeling overwhelmed, however, I often put on jazz music or whole tones music. If I am feeling like I need to um, be more motivated, I often turn on Iron Maiden or Metallica <laughs> or, um, you know, like, and then in my, you know, Every now and then, uh, especially if my partner's home, we'll put on like 90s R&B or soul music, mm -hmm. um, you know, just because it's got a feel good vibe and, um, and it's, you know, still kind of makes you feel good. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm very eclectic with my music. I don't listen to country music and I don't listen to classical that much. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it just depends on my mood. It really yeah. depends. Um, and often I'll turn something on and I'll realize halfway there, oh, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'll put on Joe Cocker or, you know, like it, it could be, it could, it, I'm very eclectic. <laughs> yeah, well, um, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why some people think I sound like Alanis Morissette and some, some people think I sound like Khalees. So there we go. You know, um, it's, it's been, I don't know. I, I'm very, I'm very grateful for, for my, my musical knowledge because now I can, you know, utilize mm -hmm. what I utilize Absolutely. my, my upbringing with the music I listened to as, as a child to produce music. That's also, mm -hmm. um, digestible and enjoyed by a, a wide range of humans. So, Beautiful. Yeah. That sounds good. I always love when people have a really kind of broad taste in music, um, because that was one of the things that, that goes back to my growing up. My mom loved every type of music. I mean, like you said, not so much country or not so much classical, but she didn't hate it either. Um, it was just not her type. But apart from that, she, you know, we have traditional Swiss music. We like the Alporn and all that kind of stuff yeah. and the yodeling. So, and I grew up like that. But then, you know, you go to school and it's like there's like camp heavy metal, there's camp rock, there's camp pop. And you're like, well, I like everything. Where do I go and stand then, you know? And that just I, blows my mind that, you know, people are so fixed in one genre. This is why I never fit in in school. I, I literally, I would, you know, apart from the fact that I've had 10 brain surgeries, apart from the fact that, you know, I've also experienced multitudes of other traumas in high school mm -hmm. that, most kids in my in my year did not experience thankfully for them um but you know I, I would hang out with the people that liked the you know Metallica Iron Maiden um you know 
And then I would go and hang out with people who were more into Christian music and, Mm -hmm. you know, the Bible. And then I'd hang out with people who were more into, um, I don't know, ridiculous pop stuff. Like, you know, (laughs) I, I... I call myself the floater. Um, <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> terrible, terrible term, but it made me giggle. So whatever. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Well, before we wrap this up, um, there's always one question to ask, and it's always so super interesting to see how people go. Oh, it it feels like it stops stops them in their tracks because they never really consciously thought about it. Majority of them, some of them, they're okay. very clear on it. But my question is, if you had to describe your life and or business right now by using a song, which one would it be and why? If I were to describe my life and business as a song, which one would it be and why? Can I be my own song? Is that cheating? No, no. Okay. Share away. <laughs> Um, it would be The Wolf I Feed, which is a song that I released on my 2021 album, Born in Crisis, mm-hmm. um, because the song was inspired by the Native American tale of the two wolves that live inside of us. One is the wolf of anger, despair, bigotry, hurt, all things negative, second is the the wolf of love compassion peace all things positive mm-hmm. and the 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 uh the, the tale tells of a grandfather talking to his grandson about these two wolves at which point the grandson asks the grandfather well wh- which wolf is winning if you've got these two wolves inside of you always fighting the grandfather says whichever wolf you feed mm-hmm. yep. and to me in my life and in my business i constantly am trying to encourage those around me encourage my clients empower my clients and do it myself to constantly feed that wolf of positivity that wolf of resilience that wolf of love um and yeah in life and and in work so that would be my my theme song beautiful and um i'll I'll try to put the link to that song in the episode description so people can go and check it out. Please do. If 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 they want a song they've already know, then I would uh okay. probably say waste wasted years by Iron Maiden is the okay. first thing that pops to mind. Right. I would have to go and listen to that one because I haven't listened to Iron Maiden in a very long time. <laughs> well, Bruce Dickinson, did you know is an is an operatically trained singer? He he trained in opera um, as a vocalist. So that's why he can sing for hours and hours and hours on end without stopping. Um, and he's also obviously a pilot. So he flies the plane that Iron Maiden travels around in uh, when they're on tour. He's, I have so much, so much respect for Iron Maiden. I love them. <laughs> it's amazing what you find out about um, a lot of artists that, you know, yeah. you sort of think, oh, they are just a singer, but then you sort of, you know, hear what they do as well without digging yeah. too much into their personal life because I you know try not to that's not my kind of thing but sometimes it's interesting to see what other skills they have and it kind of gives you hope that you know I might have more skills than I think I have at this moment in time so huge encouragement well if you're for looking sure. for a sign to that question you definitely do have more skills than you than you realize exactly 
I barely know you, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you that now. You, uh, we, we all, we, if only we could understand how powerful we are. Mm. We have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I know I don't. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I'll admit that. <laughs> oh dear well I think we're gonna close this episode off we've had um yeah it was awesome I really enjoyed it so thank you for coming on and um every everything that people need to know about you I'm gonna pop that in the episode description so please anyone go and check it out get in touch with Emma if you feel called to do so because there's a reason obviously you feel that way and otherwise, um, thanks again, Emma. Any final words? I think we've covered a hell of a lot. I guess my 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 only thing that I would want to add is, you know, we live in a world that is constantly telling us who to be and how to act and how to show up. Um, don't don't be afraid to write your own song. You don't need to listen and sing along to other people's lyrics. You know, whether you're young, old, in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, it doesn't matter. You know, we all have the, we all hold the pens to our, to our lives. Don't be afraid to, to write it yourself. Oh, gosh. I think that's it. <laughs> We're stopping right here. That's it. Done. Oh, <laughs> Let's get out of here. Drops pen. <laughs> Again. Any pen slip. Um, right. Okay. Well, I'm going to finish off here. B-Siders, thank you so much for joining us um, on this episode. And I hope to speak to you and hear, not hear you, you will hear me, got to get that right, on the next episode. Until then, keep on dancing and keep on rocking and I'll speak to you very soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>